Welcome to Learning to Live, where I talk about what I'm currently learning. Come join me in learning how to live a quality life. Hey everyone, welcome back. So today we're going to be jumping in to part two of social anxiety. So let's get started. We often are harder on ourselves way more than other people. We would never treat others the way we treat ourselves very often. In moments of anxiety, I would judge and criticize myself for things I thought I may have done wrong that weren't the end of the world, but I acted like they were. Things to improve your self-talk would be to write a love letter to yourself. Or like letters to yourself, no criticism, letter, like love letters to yourself. Practice having grace on yourself. Often we are gracious on everyone but ourselves. Then when we notice your, ourselves saying something mean, like we choose, we should choose to believe the truth and speak the truth over ourselves. Speak it over yourself. Say it out loud if you need to, and if nobody is around, because it can be uncomfortable to do that with people around. But some people are comfortable when they're with their spouse to speak the truth over themselves. And because they're realizing, like, oh, I just said I was dumb. But to, like, say, no, actually, I'm not. But not, not even that. Like, some people say, I'm not dumb. But my counselor is saying, that's actually not what you should be saying. You should be saying, I'm smart. Because there's the difference of how your brain will hear it. Your brain will hear the negative, and then that's not helpful. It's just almost the same as saying, I'm dumb, but to say, I am smart. And like those types of things. So, and also they say that like how often you say a lie, you have to say like multiple times more, you have to say the truth. So don't just say, I'm smart, but you have to say like, I am smart, I am smart. I am smart, like multiple times, because um, criticism is a lot more damaging and a lot more um, almost powerful in a way than encouragement. Yeah, encouragement can be good, but a lot of people are affected by negativity, right? Like over, like by criticism, and it can really paralyze people. It can affect them for like. A lot of their life, it can be one thing that someone said that they repeated um, or just said when they were younger, and they're still being inse- like they're still insecure about that. And often, like we can actually continue those destructive words in our head. So, if one person in your past said things to you in a negative way, they said you were worthless, and then they're not in your life anymore. But now you are continuing that and saying you're worthless. And you are continuing the work they were doing, the damage they were doing. And to realize that that is so destructive and to stop continuing it, to make sure you're not continuing what they were doing. Another way to um, speak truth would be to write truths about yourself on a mirror or a whiteboard just to really remind yourself of truth. Sometimes it can be so like overwhelming and hard to know where to start because 
we're just so used to being mean to ourselves, so used to lying to ourselves, and it's hard to even want to or even understand why, um, like, I feel like society, or maybe not even society, maybe some churches, I mean, not all, definitely not all, um, but people in general have had this idea of being selfless and helping people, and then we almost just teach ourselves to not care for ourselves, not love ourselves, but God wants us to love ourselves. Of course, not to be selfish, but it's like we have this idea that being selfless means to never care about ourselves, but I think that's not true. Like, we need to care for ourselves so we can care for other people, and God wants us to care for ourselves because he gave, like, he gave us ourselves, right? Like, and I know that sounds weird, but like, yeah, like, you want to be able to be in a place where you can be who God wants you to be, where you can be in a place that you can do what God wants you to do in your life, to be able to love people fully and to, to be fully present with people, to be able to fully comfort them. But if you aren't in a place, like if you aren't in a place to do that, then like, um, like that sucks, right? And that's not fun. Um, and I feel like to be able to take care of yourself so that you can be there for other people when they need it is very important and it's something that is so often overlooked. And who's the better person to take care of you than you? Like, you are the person that knows the most about you. So... God has entrusted you with yourself to take care of you. Writing truths on mirrors and whiteboards um, can be really helpful. A lot of people do that. And what they'll do is like every day they'll stand in front of a mirror and read out those truths to themselves. Read out the like, yeah, whatever truths they are. And make sure they're positive truths, not negative truths because... You've already spoke enough um, negativity over yourself. You don't need to add to it. You don't need to add to the lies. And sometimes we might need help with finding truths. Again, with a letter, right? Like getting letters from other people that love us. To pick out things in there that we want to speak over ourselves. And to tell ourselves that. Because if they're true, why aren't we saying those as well? So becoming aware of our thoughts and being able to take our thoughts captive and replace the lies with the truths. I'd also recommend if you're interested, I talk about this topic in a different way in creating chaos, what ifs, and anxiety, um, and the goodness of God episode. And I have a few other episodes on anxiety or depression that... Um, I give tips in different ways about this. Another thing is question our thoughts. So what that means would be like to, it's hard to explain, but when you have a thought to question it, to not just let it be there, to question like, do you believe this? Do you want this in your mind? And whatever, right? Like to, I don't know. <laughs> And also role-playing can help show us that our fears or lies we believe aren't true. 
So role-playing is like speaking with a person, often a therapist, and just talking through a conversation that you might have with someone. And it could just be like, it could help with the fear of a conversation maybe with a specific person or whatever, and it can help break those lies. Um, even just being around healthy people, healthy community, can help us to realize we are safe and loved. And yeah, that takes time and like being able to realize, like, oh, they still love me and I messed up. And they're still here, they haven't left me. Like a lot of people are so afraid of rejection. But like to find people and that fully love you, even though like you're not perfect, because they know you can't be perfect and they still love you. And also not all our thoughts have to be ones we want. Thoughts will come into our minds because that's what thoughts do, right? But that doesn't mean that we believe them. Like, a lot of people have thoughts that come into their mind. It's like, oh, no, I don't care about that or I don't believe that. Like, a lot of people say, um, and even my counselor has said, the brain is like the enemy's playground. So, he will speak lies to us and... And, like, that doesn't mean that everything we think is truth, right? So, to just... I think it's very important to be able to weigh our thoughts, to notice our thoughts, and question our thoughts. And not be so overwhelmed that we had this thought, and that means that we're a horrible person. It just means that that thought came in our mind, and we can choose to let it stay there, to focus on it. Or we can choose to think about something else and not give it the value that it doesn't deserve. So yeah, choose the ones that you will allow to stay there and which ones you don't want there. Yeah, I think something my counselor said that is important to do is to just notice them and to not like freak out, right? Just to be like, oh, that thought's there. Okay, whatever, well, I'm going to think about this. And, like, don't tell yourself to not think about something. Rather, give yourself something better to think about, truthful to think about. Rather than saying that's not true, tell yourself what is true. And, um, so yeah, not all thoughts have to be ones we want. They'll come into our minds, and that doesn't mean that we believe them. Also, Defend yourself to yourself. So when you're being so harsh and critical to yourself, you may have to defend yourself. Because we are worthy of love. And what we are focusing on, what we are meditating on, the Bible says to meditate on God's word. It says in Psalms, um, David was saying, I meditate on your word day and night. To focus on truth, I think it was in Philippians, it says to think about whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is pure. Like, I know I'm saying it maybe in the wrong order, I don't know. But like, it talks about the things that we should be focusing on. And like, we should be focusing on God's truth. And once, I feel like it can be helpful to know who God is, because then we know 
we can know who we are in God's eyes. And to truly worry about what he thinks rather than what we think other people think. And to not, like, um, there's a different type of fear, right? There's, I think there's a good, like, a healthy fear, and then there's a destructive fear. So, to be able to cast our cares, our worries, on God, because He cares for us. And I don't know where that verse is, but I think it's such an important verse to go to God with our worries and to give them to Him. Things that you can do um, actually could be self-soothing. So when you may need to talk to talk yourself through what is going to happen, like where you are going. So like before going somewhere um, with social anxiety, it can be difficult um, to just not know. The unknown is very difficult for people a lot of times. So self-soothing, just walking yourself through what's going on. Speaking in a way and a tone as if you were walking someone else through it that you really love. Saying, I'm going to be going here. I'm going to be going into the car. Then I'll drive to whatever place. And when I get there, I'll be sitting there and talking. Like, whatever detail would help you. Um, That's very vague, what I was saying. But, like, whatever. And, like, maybe I'm leaving at 4 o'clock. Like, to be able to give yourself the structure in your mind so you know what's going on. And also another thing would be, like, if you need to leave earlier, like, it'd only be there for 30 minutes, depending on what it is, but, like, if it's just visiting with someone, that's okay. But also be careful to not run from your fears, to conquer it, is to go through it, to be brave and do it even though it's uncomfortable. But there will be times you will need to leave earlier. Just be aware if you are... um, If you are caring for yourself or running from your fears, are you helping yourself in the long run or prolonging this? Are you being patient and gracious? Because to conquer a fear, you don't want to cause more problems and just rush through it. But to take steps to ease into it. The way to grow in it is to do it. Maybe that's making yourself stay the whole time. Maybe that's going for 30 minutes. Whatever your step is, it is a step towards your goal. There are techniques that they say work to help, like specifically with that going um, and doing the thing, going to be with people, like facing your fear, but it's slowly taking steps to overcome the fear, yeah, facing our fears till it's no longer a fear. Also, to not cancel plans just because of anxiety, like For a lot of people, the anxiety before getting together, even though you know the person, you love being with them, whatever, but the anxiety before and just wanting to cancel and stay home and hide away, but then you still know that you'll feel good if you go. It'll be good for you. So to do the things that are uncomfortable, knowing that they're good for you, knowing that they'll help you, and to just push through and do them, that can be helpful. That can help you get through it because it's like, Your brain will be reminded that last time I did this, it was good. Last time I did this actually was helpful. So to do things, I think just start with relationships that are helpful. Like 
to not jump into a relationship that is like to visit people that um are unhealthy to be around that might make it a lot more difficult um it might be a lot easier to start easing into it in a healthy environment um and how to handle the anxiety after kind of goes with what I said earlier, like after you've been in an, a social environment, if you have anxiety more so before and after like I do, which are things that I can more so speak into. Um, and a lot of this might help with during I, a lot of the overthinking and analyzing that I'll be talking about right now. So if it's focused on your fear of embarrassment, what others think of you or what you may have said or not said, Overthinking, overanalyzing, trying to be perfect, but that is completely impossible. We can't be perfect, and yet we expect ourselves to be. We don't expect others to be perfect, and we have grace on them, and then we do the opposite with ourselves. I think to see ourselves as valuable, to see how God truly sees us, will help. When we just assume what others think, then we most often assume the worst. I think that to be able to ask in a healthy relationship is very freeing for someone with anxiety. There isn't the anxiety of the unknown. You can name what they think and choose to believe what they say is true. And some people will try to earn the love of others when, the fear, when they fear loss or um, the fear they will lose. They fear they will lose um, they fear they will lose them by like they'll compliment them or encourage them because they're trying to earn that love back. They're trying to earn the love of the person by complimenting and encouraging them. And we shouldn't be trying to earn love. Love is supposed to be a gift. but that can definitely um, show that there is like past hurts that we need to work through. Not always, but very often when we're trying to earn love, that's because of a pattern of the past of trying to earn love. Also, our past can affect our present circumstances. I think to heal from our past, if that is something that is causing or contributing, is something that can help anyone and make and maybe like everyone even. Because we all go through tough situations because life isn't short of those. So I think um, the need to heal ourselves is very important so that we can be there for others. But also to be careful that we aren't blaming our past on our present circumstances or the people in our past for our current circumstances. People affect us, of course. But to be careful that we don't fall into a victim mindset and get stuck there, which is very easy to do. But to have people in your life that <laughs> will make sure you don't um, stay there. Because we aren't hopeless or powerless. We can make choices in our life. And we are responsible for our choices and ourselves. And I want to be careful with how I word this because I know everyone speaks differently. And I will take, and they will take what I say differently. I used to worry about trying to word things perfectly. 
but I can't. That's impossible. And if people choose to be offended by what I say, that's their choice. God knows my heart and my intentions. He knows what I mean and that I mean well. And isn't that all that matters? What he thinks rather than what everyone else thinks about us? And I think that can apply with anxiety as well. That is kind of like worrying about what people think, right? Within social anxiety. I don't know if you all heard my, my timer going. Um, so yeah, trauma can trigger social anxiety. Now I left this for the end because I wanted to cover the rest before this. I'm, and I'm not against anxiety or depression medication. I know people that, have, that it has helped. I just believe that sometimes it can be used as a band-aid. Not going to the root of the problem. And some people have not had good experiences with it. For some, it has almost been kind of like a lifesaver. And they actually can enjoy life now. But it's not for everyone. And my personal opinion is I wouldn't take it. I prefer trying natural alternatives first. There are many natural antidepressants and anxiety things that are safe and not addictive. Also, nutrient deficiencies can cause depression, anxiety, or add to it. So looking into that can help, and I do have episodes that cover that as well. And then figuring out what you can do to help yourself. Are there things that you need to do to grow in that would help you through this? It's definitely not an easy task battling anxiety, but life will never be free of anxiety or worry. Life is tough, and I think to learn how to get through it rather than hide away will ultimately help us in the long run. But the right thing isn't always the easiest thing to do. I think to do the uncomfortable task to ultimately get to a place where we want to be, and it's not going to happen overnight, it will take a while to get there. But I think that's why you have to really want to pursue it, because it does take work. I, def- I definitely don't want to sugarcoat it. But like anything, the end result is always worth it. And this isn't a research study, just an opinion. Someone said to me that they believe like 90% of social anxiety is related um, with self-talk. And the rest would be unhealed wounds. Again, this isn't a study that I know of, but just someone I know's opinion. I thought it was very interesting and very thought-provoking. And I'll leave that with you. Things that I listened to and watched are like music, podcasts, or YouTube videos that I found helpful were ones with Jordan Peterson um, with anxiety and social anxiety, Henry Cloud with ones on anxiety. I listened to um, As For Me and My House podcast during that, and they have a few on mental health, and I just liked listening to things to help me focus on something else because I was getting stuck on thought treadmills that were not helping. So there's a time to focus on different thoughts, but to not completely like never think about it, right? If you need to. Um, Yeah, because I was getting stuck on thought treadmills that were not helping. It doesn't help to continue thinking about thoughts that aren't going anywhere. It wasn't helping me get anywhere. And I talk more about things like this in other anxiety episodes. 
Reading books were helpful, like The Search for Significance by Robert McGee, The DNA of Relationships by Dr. Gary Smalley, and Codependency No More by Melody Beatty, Get Your Life Back by John Eldridge, Beyond Boundaries by John Townsend, and Boundaries by Henry Cloud and John Townsend. So it's a lot of different books, but that's kind of a comp compilation of the books that I have read that I found really were helpful in um, learning how to be more self-aware and to just help with all of this because I feel like it kind of affects everything. Also, I listened to songs that helped me see God's character and then helped me with how I see myself because I feel like how getting to know God can really help with getting to know how God sees us, right? Um, those are what was helpful for me. I recommend listening to my other episodes on anxiety. I have a few that cover different aspects of anxiety and ways to help with it. The one that comes to my mind is like hugs a cure for anxiety because I don't I personally found it really fascinating, but it depends on what is interesting for you and other ones I mentioned as well. I really think relaxing and doing something fun is important. Like, we can easily get anxious about our anxiety. It can be helpful to just relax and have fun. I'm thinking I may do a future one on how to help someone else with anxiety and how to be there for them. I just wanted to correct that actually the one book by John Townsend is actually Beyond Boundaries. I think I may have messed up on that. But anyways, that is all I have for this episode. And this is part two. So if you didn't listen to part one, go ahead and listen to that one. But yeah, that, that's all. So see you next time. Bye.